Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How are you doing out there in podcast land? Oh, it's good to be here. Good to be with you. Hope you're doing well. I am sitting in my house. It is a nice, cool, crisp November afternoon. I've got a oak-aged uh, vanilla uh, Yeti in my glass, and I'm so happy to be doing this right now. Um, today's episode, I sit down with Chuck of Steam Theory Brewing out there in Dallas. I made a little trek with my family out there. We had some lunch enjoyed uh just hanging out there for a little bit and then i got to sit down with chuck and just pick his brain and ask him um some questions of mine um uh, that i've had for a while for him so i've known chuck since almost since i've been uh, my whole time since i've been in texas uh, i got to i moved from california lived in allen for a little bit and he came over, we had a couple beers, I went over to his place, had a couple beers, and that is when he started talking to me about this thing called Steam Theory, and the plans that he had for it, and I've just been waiting and want, uh, waiting patiently for it to open. Finally it did, and uh, we go into how he went from home brewer to um, his other ventures into craft beer, and to now being uh, part owner of a brewery and restaurant with a full bar. And it is a great little story. Um, it's still going strong, and I really do love their beer. Um, they, uh, I, I'm going to be honest, they get some flack, I think, from some of the beer nerd community because they're not the chasing the, um, what's it called? Chasing the trends. Um, I really like their beer. I think it, not only does it taste good, but it's just very well-made beer. It's hard to find a flaw in their beer. Um, anyways, I love their beer. I have such a good time every time I'm there. Uh, Chuck is a great guy, and um, I hope you really enjoy this conversation. We really just, it was just so much fun to sit down with him and enjoy uh, just hanging out. Um, it's one of the things I love about this podcast is, uh, not only do I get to talk to people that I sometimes don't normally get to talk to, but sometimes just get to hang out with my buddies and have a beer and uh, learn a little bit more about their own story. So um, that is this episode with Chuck. Um, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I hope you're enjoying this time. I'm having such a great time putting out these episodes. We are getting into the season and I cannot wait to show you what we have for the rest of this season. So I know nothing about beer podcast. Find me on the interwebs at Al the Brewer on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know the drill. Um, or go to I know nothing about beer.com or shoot me an email at Al the Brewer at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I've only gotten a few emails. So if you're listening to this, shoot me an email. What are you thinking? How am I doing? How's this going? All right. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Have a good day, morning, noon, or night, whatever you're listening to this, and cheers. Everybody, welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I'm so excited about this. I am talking to Chuck from Steam Theory. Chuck, how are you doing? Doing awesome. How about you? Man, I am so excited about this. I do not get to get out to Dallas all that often. Um, two children uh, kind of limits my ability to just like go out and, you know, go do stuff. And so when I was, uh, when you were like, yeah, you can record over here, I was so excited because I'm like, oh, I get fresh steam theory beer i get to eat uh, we had lunch here earlier awesome lunch and um 
did the little mystery beer challenge. I posted that on Instagram. So, no, it's been so much fun. I haven't even started the podcast. So, this is just like cherry on top for the day. Man. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, first off, just a cheers to what we're having here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have Joe. Joe off in the corner here listening in. Joe, thank you very much. Hope you like the episode later on. Mm. We got a pale ale with a, through a Randall. And what are the hops in the Randall? Uh, these are Comet hops. Yeah, they're just flown in mm. fresh from the fields about two days ago. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Um, it's it's fun to 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 sit down and enjoy beer at a bar slash restaurant. So, <laughs> I, what is the technical name? Brew pub, brewer restaurant. Yeah, te- technically we're a brew pub. That's the license that we're under. Uh-huh. And uh, but yeah, it's a little bit more than that. I mean, it is a full restaurant, a full brewery, and a full bar. Yeah. So we've got yeah. a little something for everybody. And that's one of the things I really like about this place is that even if your friends are not a, quote, fan of beer, um, whereas many breweries might have something on tap uh, or something off to the side, you have full bar, full kitchen facilities mm-hmm. that um, anybody can find something to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we really designed the whole place around no barriers to entry. Mm. You know, we got a group of people going out. Yeah, there's no reason not to come. Yeah. 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 No, but this is this is just such a cool place. Um, anybody that's listening, um, try to get. You guys are doing those little brewery tour days. Um, I want. I don't want to say little, but you have a smaller facility, but it is such a well thought out facility. And even if you've done brewery tours before, um, I think you'll really appreciate how the brewery is made out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We really take a different approach to that. Uh, it's a unique brewery design that we have. And uh, we can kind of explain it, show it off, show how it's unique to us, mm-hmm. uh, some of the things that we're doing. And a lot of it's, you know, typical stuff that you're going to see. And uh, so, so, and we always look at the people that are on the tour. We don't mm-hmm. have a set tour script at all. We'll gotcha. never do that. Good. And uh, whether it's me, Jonathan, anybody else doing it, we kind of gauge what the crowd knows and what they want to learn or just mm-hmm. do. And we just tune it to it. So nice. yeah, everyone is completely unique. Nice. Nice. No, and um, you, I've done a little tour with you before. And, uh, man, it was just so cool. And I've done a lot of brewery tours from larger facilities to smaller, mm-hmm. smaller, even smaller than these, than the facility that we have here. Um, and just the way that you guys have thought about how everything ebbs and flows out of a brewery. Um, I was just really impressed and I was just going like, oh, this is such a cool spot. And then my wife had to hear about it the entire drive home <laughs> from Dallas back to uh, Fort Worth. And she was like, okay, I get it. You get, they've got a cool brewery. Yes, the beer's <laughs> really good, Alan. Thank you. Well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of thought went into it and we've had a lot of help you know, between our uh, brewery manufacturer, great guys to work with, mm-hmm. our brewmaster, Kurt, a lot of input on it. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a big collaboration. Good, 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 good. So, um, I'm going to be just, just honest with this podcast because we recorded last year at some point in time, or early, earlier It was earlier this, this year. year. Yeah. yeah, I think it was uh, uh, February, March or something like that. Yeah. And um, the audio just did not work out well. And I was like, okay, let's, if we can do it again, let's do it again. And what I had you on for season one and what I want to kind of continue the conversation off of today um, is you are a home brewer from home brewer to professional uh, to from home brewing to professional brewery owner and extra and I know that that is something that a lot of home brewers uh, have in their mind they go hey they make this beer and people start going oh that's such good beer and they go, man, you need to open up your own place, blah, 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 blah. And you've actually done it. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of what I'd like to start off with is with your own you know, personal history with craft beer. And then uh, I would love to hear more about how you decided to go from I'm making my own beer to I think I might want to open up my own place to, hey, uh, I'm, I'm on my way to doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a story there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean... I think it all started back in the mid '80s. You know, got got out mm-hmm. of college, and uh, always enjoyed beer through college. I think everybody does. Yeah. You know, you know the usual old stallhearts that you were drinking back then. And uh, got up here to Dallas, took a job, and uh, didn't have a lot of money. So I was like, you know, I want to. I like to drink beer. I don't mm-hmm. really want to pay for it as much. Yep. And there's not a lot of options to choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a different color can. Everything was the same inside. 
and, uh, and then was, you know, at that point, homebrewing had become a thing to do. Texas yep. had legalized it. And it's like, you know what? I can make my own beer. I can make it cheaper. I can make it the way I want it. Yep. And uh, so just got into it. And getting into that hobby back then was tough because we didn't have the internet. I mean, you had to go find a store. You know, you'd call somebody on the phone, hey, can you send me your catalog so I can order something? <laughs> and I'll send the check. And once it clears, then you'll send me my stuff. I mean, it was a different world. Yes. And uh, there was this, that once the internet happened, things yeah. kind of changed. Yeah, the yes. whole world did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, thank, that, that's a good thing. And uh, so started making my own uh, beer at home. Made my first batch uh, in 1987. Wow. And, uh, and it was a stout because I figured, well, stouts can hide things if I screw it up. You know, if you make a Pilsner, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. So I, I could just screw this one up and probably still drink it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I made it. I did everything exactly wrong. Uh, everything about it, I didn't follow it or forgot or something just went awry. It's like, well, I'm this far along. Let's finish it and see what happens. Yeah. And so uh, I had a five-gallon batch, mm-hmm. put it in a bunch of uh, bombers, yep. you know, capped them up, put them in the fridge out in the garage, forgot about them. They were in there for months. I forgot really? that I had them out there because I got distracted with other stuff. Had a Super Bowl watching party at the house, and we ran out of beer. And, and, it's like, like, hey guys. and I was like, uh, I've got some homebrew. And they're like, what's that? You know, they never heard of it. And I was like, well, let me go try one. And if it doesn't make me sick, I'll bring the rest of it out. And uh, so I was like, oh, this is going to be horrible. So I popped it open, drank, and I was like, ooh, wow, that doesn't suck. So, uh, so I brought it out, and I think I had like 20 bottles or something, and it was yeah. gone. They wiped it out. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what is this? This is crazy. And uh, most of them have never had anything other than a, a light lager before. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's the stout, and it's pretty fun. And it's just, it was winter. It fit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I was like, hmm, maybe I should try another batch now. And I'll never be able to recreate that one because everything was completely wrong. I mean, I have no idea how I would do it. Yeah. But, uh, but it was fun, and everybody was like, this is really cool. And uh, just dabbled in and out of the, the hobby all the way up through oh, to about five years, well, up to three years ago. So just in and out of it, just doing it. And uh, kind of wanted to step it up at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, hey, there's these things called homebrew clubs. This is kind of cool. So it was uh, kind of mid to later 90s. Uh, there was a fairly large club up in the northern suburbs here. So I was living in Plano Allen area. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go check these guys out because I wanted to, to get into beer judging. I thought that would be cool. And uh, they're going to have this class for this thing called BJCP. And uh, so I went and met with them over at uh, Flying Saucer in Addison. And I uh, ran into a couple guys. Are you guys at the homebrew club? They kind of look like homebrew there, guys. There's a homebrew. There's, there's a look, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, homebrew club? I was like, yeah, 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 come join us. And uh, we got to talking and everything and trying to put this class together. I was like, yeah, I'd love to attend this. And uh, it was a great experience. I learned so much. And uh, so then uh, it was, uh, you know, just definitely got more and more into it. Got through the class, took some of the tests. Started going to all the homebrew meetings, started brewing more, upgraded my equipment, and uh, was just, just having a ball with it. And uh, so at that point, you know, got deep into the club. Uh, over time, I started, you know, participating more, you know, being like their education guy and other things. And I was actually president for a year, and uh, which was a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of work, but it was definitely worth it. And uh, just uh, like three days ago, the club was here for their monthly meeting. Uh, they come here once a year for it, you know, just to kind of support us, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was a great time. So, uh, but yeah, and that just led to being an investor in the first group pub in Dallas back in the early 90s, uh, good old uh, Yawak Creek on Henderson. And that was a lot of fun, learned a lot. You know, just a silent investor, though. And I was like, you know, someday I want to do one of these. And, uh, just kept looking at it, waiting for the culture to come back and you know stabilize, and it was starting to. That's when I ran into uh, it, through the homebrew club again, uh, my business partner now, Jonathan, and uh, we just kept talking about it and learning stuff and traveling places to go see other ideas and beers. And just one day, it just hit both of us. We just looked at each other, it's like we need to do a brew pub, and uh, didn't want to do a production brewery, just wanted to have something we could just be at. And uh, you know, just, you know, to do this kind of more engaging thing, and uh, that's what led to this. I mean, you know, we spent six years planning and construction and opening, and now we've been open uh, 13 months. So yeah, it's it's wild. It's a crazy, crazy ride. So it's it's so funny to hear you tell that story because um, when I got to Texas um, about man near five years ago, I think it'd be five years in, in February. Um, I 
came from California and was like, you know what, I need to... I, I was just looking for other people that were into beer. And I don't even remember how I got in contact with them. Yeah, um, yeah. I somehow found, I think, an email address for you. And we started just exchanging emails. And next thing I know, you were over my place back when I was actually living with my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Because I was living in the Allen area. You were in Plano, not too far away. And um, I remember you came over and we just had a little... But just an impromptu, just open up a couple bottles mm-hmm. and chatted it up, and that's when I was. That's I think when he told me, like, yeah, I'm thinking about opening up my own place. And at that time, I was still thinking about uh, beer professionally, um, and I was like, oh man, that is such a cool idea. It's something I was even thinking about, you know, back in my head. And then later on, went to your place, and I remember you going like, Shh, okay, here's what I'm thinking about, and I got to see some <laughs> of the like the. the was it, some of the brewery plans and this is I think two iterations of the brewery mm-hmm. you know that you know uh, before it became what it is now right yeah and it was just uh, I, I was just so surprised that um, it, not surprised but it was just so much fun to just hang out with someone that just wanted to hang out and chat about beer and the fact that you were opening up your own place was just like it was fun but it was just your passion and enthusiasm for mm-hmm. beer itself that made me excited for the place you wanted to open because I hear people talk about opening up their own place and so much of it is yeah I need to get this brewery thing and they get um, so heavily involved in details which you need to be mm-hmm. but it almost seems like they're not excited about serving the beer Mm-hmm. And I never saw you lose that excitement. Even when I was watching the updates of like things happening at here and you know setbacks and things like that, there's a, a picture I saw of you and you're sitting on the ground, you're back against like a table, and you're looking up and like imagining everything that this place would be. And it was literally like kid in a candy shop. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I was really happy with that picture because I, I was actually sitting right over here uh, by the bar where the bar is now. About two thirds of the way down, mm-hmm. you know, the the metal structure was up, but the actual coverings weren't, and uh, and we could see it coming together finally. Yeah. You know what it was going to look like ultimately, and I was like, Jonathan, get a picture of me from the side. I'm just going to look up, <laughs> and yeah, just it was just a, a fun, whimsical picture. Yes. You know, it, it told a huge story without any words. No, it really yeah, did. It's it's a great picture, um, but also just like it does, it shows just everything that like. You just see yourself imagining where everything should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it's weird. I mean, we've been looking at the designs of this place and working with the architects and construction guys until you actually get it done. It's like, oh, this is what we built. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Of, some of it's exactly like we thought it would be. Other things was like, I never imagined that. I mean, mm-hmm. we ne- never knew what it was going to really look like on paper mm-hmm. until we saw it, and uh, it was. It's we're pretty happy with it. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, what was? I know we talked about this a little bit, but what was it that made you really want to go, I want to open up my own place? Was it just that you were like, I love the beer, the beer community? Or was it uh, just like more of the entrepreneurship aspect of it? Yeah, it's it's a bit of both. Um, You know, everybody has a a passion somewhere in life, Mm -hmm. you know, and and given the timing and everything, I I always look at this as my uh, midlife crisis. Uh, you know, you know, got out of the original industry. <laughs> I didn't get a red Corvette, but I got a brew pub. So, <laughs> so. I, I will say, if 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 my midlife crisis is I open up a brew pub, I, I think my wife would be of all the midlife crises to have. Probably that would be a better one to. to yeah, to have. yeah, yeah. No, and it's not, and I've always been into you know have, you know putting gatherings together at the house, having parties and stuff. Yeah. You know, just getting everybody together. Yeah, it's just, you know, just wanted to come in, get the right people working with us, which we did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and, and our brewmaster, Kirk, I mean, the guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I always have a beer with him when he's done brewing at the end of the day. And I was like, we'll just hang around. And it's like, hey, Kirk, look at that person over there. And they're, they're drinking the beer and they get a little smile. And he's like, yeah, it was a good day. That's cool. Yeah. Man, I love hearing that because I, I, I do. I really hear so many so many but I hear brewers that talk about um, so much of um, I understand there's a, a very big business side to mm-hmm. beer and that you can't just make uh, beers that you love you have to make beers that are going to sell and right. then that leads into the world of like product where beer becomes product and something I love about you I've never seen you lose the idea of beer being just good beer yeah yeah it's uh I mean 
that, that, that was the first thing we discussed with Kirk when he was going to think about signing on with us. Uh-huh. And uh, I told him, my only rule is you got to remember your brew pub is only as good as your worst beer. Hmm. That's Simple. very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys have quite the variety. I, I love that um, you have, what, about 15 of your own on tap? Uh, typically, we'll have 22. Okay. Because uh, we have 24 taps. We reserve one for a uh, guest cider and one okay. for a guest sour. Okay. Uh, everything else is ours. A couple of collaborations here and there. Um, and so we rotate. We've got five flagships. Everything else is a rotator. Okay. And uh, we vary whether anywhere from a one-barrel batch to a 10 to a 15, okay. you know, based on what we think the sales will be. Okay. And we're starting to learn that pretty good now. We can tune the batches pretty good now. And... Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, we try to be pretty seasonal, you know, a little bit heavier in the winter, lighter in the spring and summer. Gotcha. And then our, our food does the same thing. It rotates four times a year. And, uh, like, we just put like on the, the fall rotate. menu. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, we rotated about a week and a half, two weeks ago wow. for the fall. And, okay. and you kind of see the, the food and the beer pairing staying in line with each other. Gotcha. So, uh, but, and, and we don't push somebody's like, well, if you get that dish, you have to have that beer. We give just basic guidance and say, you know, these are the ones that we would probably go with, but get whatever you want. Gotcha. I mean, there's no rule for it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, I had the uh, spent grain biscuits and uh, chicken and biscuits. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I, I The spent grain biscuit it is not your traditional, like, uh, it's not the traditional buttermilk, but it's right. still very good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 basically, oh, God, here he comes. <laughs> Jonathan just showed up. Jonathan, how are you doing? <laughs> I, I can get another mic if you like. Oh, you're good. Okay. <laughs> Yep, yep, Jonathan's Sorry, manager Jonathan, today. He's, he's a head brewer at, at, here at Seems Theater. Oh, yeah. Co-owner. Co-owner. Yep. Okay. Assist in the brew. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> he is the assistant. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the uh, that's one of the things that we're working hard on right now. I'm so close to pulling it off. Mm-hmm. I got one step left to go. But I want our brewery to have zero landfill impact. Wow. So, the only thing left now mm-hmm. is the bags that the grain comes in. And we're trying to find a way to recycle them. And we're having a contest even. Hey, come up with an idea of what we can do with these so we don't throw them away. And if we get to there, zero impact to the landfill from the brewery. Matt, you know, you've got Halloween coming up. If you want to just do like, uh, give those out to the kids. It's like, yep. here's your ghost costume. Yep, yep. Down and yeah, done. Yeah, just put a couple little holes in there for their <laughs> eyes. Yeah, that'd actually be kind of funny. You know, I, I was thinking about just filling them up with something fluffy and just have... have grain bag pillow fights <laughs> but uh but yeah so but basically the the grain i mean all breweries some way shape or form will do this it's nothing unique to us but uh but you know anything that's left over we've got a cattle farmer that comes picks it up his cows when they see that truck with those blue barrels come and they run to them they yeah. love this stuff yeah. and it's free for him it saves him money he brings back some meat for us you know oh, which we great. can use which is super cool yeah. and uh but then we'll take some of the grain give it to the kitchen and they actually go in and they uh, dehydrate it and then grind it into a flour. So it's a barley flour. Yeah. And uh, so when you make the biscuits, they're going to be a little heavier, a little denser than typical. But the flavor's through the roof. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much more because wheat's boring, barley's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of fun. No, that was great. Um, man, I was just about to just had the next question in my head. And see, this is the magic of editing because I could take oh, yeah. this moment and just kind of go like, wait, what was the next question? Go to my next thing and then come back to it and sound like I actually know what I'm doing. Um, oh, yes. Okay, so back to the your, your board, your uh, taps you got. So 23 beers on tap? 22. 22 beers on tap. Yep. 24 taps. Right. right. So now I can go back in and right. sound. Yeah, so, so what we're going to do is we're going to change that to... It'll be still be 22, but 21 will be flexible. Okay. So we're just starting a new program now. We've been experimenting for a while, and we're, we're opening it up. Uh, so we will always have a house-made gluten-free beer now. Oh, and the very cool. first one's going to be a golden ale. And uh, so that'll be on tap uh, 22 okay. going forward. And uh, these are one-barrel batches just to get going. Mm-hmm. But uh, with, with the process that we're using... You could not tell it from the regular. That's it's both side by side. They're delicious beers. So, so the people that are celiac or, or gluten intolerant, they can drink good beer again instead of some of the other stuff you see on the market. So, I was just talking to the grapes and grain gals that run that podcast. They were on uh, just a couple of days ago, actually. And uh, Laura, who is the wine side of the grapes and grain, um, she uh, beer does not agree with her. 
And so that was one of her frustrations. Like, we need more beer breweries that, like, embrace a gluten-free or low-gluten or zero-gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those types of options. And she was just like, I can't wait for that to become a bigger thing because I will go to those places. Mm-hmm. Because it's nice to just sit down with your friends and have something. Right, right. Yeah, because uh, my mother is a celiac, and she'd love to come in and try the beers, but she can't. So, but mm. hey, now we've got an option, which is, is cool. I mean, it's, and it's, it's super easy for us to do it. There's no reason not to. Okay. Uh, the technologies have gotten so good at this. Good. And uh, we actually, the first batch we did as a, t- a trial run a few months ago, we went and had it lab tested. Mm-hmm. And to be gluten-free in the U.S., you have to be below 20 parts per million. Mm-hmm. And we were somewhere between five to ten wow so uh that's so we're really safe cool. yeah and we had a couple had a couple celiac and intolerant friends try it it's like you're sign, sign this waiver and then they took a <laughs> sip and they're like yeah i'm fine this is great oh great so yeah they loved it um you know one of the things i love about your taps your taps that you have on is that you really have a wide range of styles mm-hmm. the one that the one that i had a little earlier on today was a patsis beer which saved the world is the only other brewery i know that makes one mm-hmm. and i think there might be one or two breweries one or two other breweries in the nation that make a patsis beer right yeah and, and i'm glad you brought up uh, save the world um beers are fantastic and two of the nicest people ever meet i mean seriously. oh yeah they're amazing yeah so no, I, I i was sitting with them and i was just like this is like just such a also the most yeah. like professional mm-hmm. uh you can tell that they and if they are listening to this they have their answers down and oh, yeah. they're so polite and so direct yeah and yeah just, it was such an awesome interview yeah yeah david and quinn are the best so yeah they're, they're good friends of ours Absolutely. yeah we were all in the same brew club together kind of oh, grew up really? together oh yeah i've known them forever oh, and uh, just okay. love them but they they do make probably the best Pater's beer in the U.S. I mean, I haven't found one that comes close personally. It's, and, it's, uh, it's really good. It, it is fantastic. Now, the one that we're making is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a low ABV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only 3.5%. And uh, so it's called our Lil Chungus. And I uh, love that name. And uh, and so it's it, it's a really nice little petite. Uh, we may do a full-strength one at some point uh, just because it's just such a great style you don't see. Yeah. It's terribly overlooked. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's such a famous one overseas. I mean, it's and, and the story behind that for people that don't know, it's you know, it literally translates into the father's beer, yeah. referring to your priest. And so when you go to, if you need to go see your priest about something, go to the priest's house or the rectory. Uh, if they have a table beer that they keep around, it's a Peter's beer, yeah. and that's kind of where that got going. So it, it's a wonderful style. Uh, it's fun to make, and I think it's terribly underproduced. I. I love the idea of having a beer that is just easy to drink and that just kind of is just a, it's not that it's like it pairs well with everything, oh, yeah. but it's just a great beer to just have on the side of, of, um, of just a daily pour, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah. not going to get you your slosh, 3.8%. I love that. I love a low ABV that has a lot of flavor. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not it's not watered down, it's just very delicate and petite. Yeah. 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 So so has its balances, but and we, we actually do a lot of refreshing beers. I mean, if you look at our menu and we this is something that uh, that Jonathan and I worked on for a long time before we opened. How are we gonna present our beer menu? We had to do something interesting with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, usually the biggest inhibitor for people when they come into a brewery that aren't really into craft beer but they're curious they usually feel kind of it's, it's daunting a little scary you know they, they feel intimidated it's like okay let's do a, a non-intimidating beer menu hmm. and so what we did is we look at it there's three sections yeah. first section is light and refreshing so those are going to be more your gateway beers if you're not sure what you want start in that area and work your way down by the time you get down to the bottom then you yeah we're getting some pretty crazy ones at that yeah. point yeah so you just kind of work up to it way to, to present the beer because it's a very easy introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, the descriptors used are not uh, super, um, how, do I, how do I want to put this, uh, for fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's, um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's wrong at all. Um, I, I agree of why people put like, very fun descriptors. Like mm-hmm. if you start putting anise and other fun things yeah. into the descriptor, that may be right. But if you don't know anything about anise, or if you're just like looking, I'm looking for beer, that's not going to really set you that way. Right. So to have like light and easy, or easy and refreshing, like, like oh, that's what I'm looking for. That's a good right. place to start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's a, like I say, we're just trying to make it a comfortable, approachable concept. You know, this is, this is for everyone. Um, we love it when somebody comes in, it's like, I don't drink craft beer, what should I get? It's like, oh, fun time. Yeah. So we're getting little tasters out, you know, kind of learn what their, their flavor profiles that they like. And I'd say 95% of the time, we find something that they really enjoy. Nice. Yeah, they're like, wow. Yeah, you guys have the, the did you guys do a, a four, five, or six flight of mm-hmm. beer? Right. Uh, which is really nice, because I normally do about five or six. Uh, just so I get a broad range of tasters. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love flights. I know some people are kind of like, ah, order a beer and stick with it. But I love getting a variety of beers in. And I love right. that you guys have that option just overall. Yeah, yeah. And we're actually after both points there. Um, so, yeah, we, we like to do flights because we get a lot of new people in. Yeah. And it's like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. And it's like, do a flight or two. Share them with some friends so you can get a bunch of them. And uh, we go through t- Tons of flights here. Hmm. I mean, we, we run out of our, our flight racks quite often on the weekends. I, I understand that yeah. problem. Having toured before, oh, yeah. and like, <laughs> like you, get, you get one, two, three, four, five flights, and you're yep. like, all right, cool, let's get this oh, yeah. going. Yeah, we start telling the servers, hey, run out there. If they got one or two left, pull them out, put them I on the table, and bring the flight back. Yep. I've been like, are you done with There's a little bit left. Why don't you take a sip? Okay, cool. Yep, yep. Go. Oh, yeah, we have to. Yeah. And uh, so, so we do that just so people can get the, the full spectrum that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, our real goal from day one was to make beers that are approachable and drinkable. And uh, I mean, we'll do some that are creative and fun too. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be boring. Yeah. But um, but we really want to get that that kind of old school mentality where when I go to Steam Theory, yeah, I'm going to have me three or four of that beer. Mm. You know, they're not not going across the board. And uh, and we've gotten to that point on a number of the beers. Mm. And uh, you know, like uh, like I said, the English Brown or the Singularity Blonde. Mm-hmm. Was it? Everybody knows the uh, the ESB. Oh, it was like, the, you know, and, and the goal I told Kirk was. Okay, if they drink one and like it, okay, that's cool. If they get a second one of the same beer, you got a, you've got a good beer there. Yeah. If they get a third one, you're magic. And, uh, and we've seen people drink three, four, five of a beer. And that's that's the old school way of doing things. Now, maybe the next time they come in, it's a different one that's three or four, and that's cool. Um, one of the things that, I'm, that I really love about your place is that um, they're just extremely well-crafted beers. Um, not that uh, a lot of the breweries in the DFW aren't well done, but um, I think a, uh, a lot of the breweries are doing very heavy, very, you know, we've got hazies, we've got the pastries, we've got all these other big, big styles. Um, but with your beers, and not saying that they're made bad, right. I'm wearing Turning Point hat right now. They make some awesome beers. Oh, yeah. I'm loving what they're doing. But your beers, it's hard to even find a fault, which I love. Because Ooh. I can try so many other beers and go like, that was really good. They did a this or that's really good. Ah, it's still a little sweet on that end. But, you know, there's, there's, and I know a lot of the breweries are really young and yours is too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, uh, the beers that I have, it's hard for me to find a flaw in so many of your beers. Well, the flight I was trying to do, I was like, excellent, excellent, excellent. I was just like, oh, it's so good to have good, good beer. Cool. Not just yeah. good tasting, but just good quality yeah, no, we really appreciate that. I mean, that's that's been our number one goal since day one. Um, and, and, and one of the things that we, we decided early on in the business plan, we were putting it together. I mean, Jonathan and I, we both had a lot of fun homebrewing. We felt like we made some really good beers, uh, won some awards. Um, but we're like, you know, this is a big investment that we're making. We've got a lot of people involved. I don't. We didn't want it to depend on him and myself to do all the brewing with our recipes. We really wanted to bring somebody in that had some mm-hmm. industry acumen behind them. And then when we found Kirk, I mean, it was like, oh, this guy is perfect. That's right. Because yes. we had crossed paths many, many years ago by coincidence. It was the weirdest thing. And uh, so we ended up deciding to work together. And, uh, and and we work with him on it. You know, here's the kind of beers we're kind of looking for. We'll, look at, we'll work on recipes together. But he is just one of the most amazing full-spectrum breweries, breweries in the country. I mean got six JBF awards already he's got a WBC award you know put five entries in this year keep our fingers crossed maybe we'll get lucky and uh it kind of is a little bit of luck in that (laughs) yeah Yeah, so many people in it and if you win yeah you're a little lucky um but it's uh but yeah he's just such a solid brewer and and it's not that we're going to be boring like say our beers are all designed to be center line BJCP they aren't you know they're in the in the spectrum of that but uh but you know and, and we're kind of introducing people to, to styles that have been around for hundreds of years, but they've forgotten about them. Yeah. It's like, well, they've been around a long time because they're good styles. Yeah, yeah. You know, they would have gone away if they weren't. And uh, people are like, well, what is this again? Wow, I guess I like that. 
mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times I'll just blind taste them. It's like, what is it? It's like, drink it, tell me if you like it or not, and then I'll tell you what it is. But if you preconceive them, they're like, oh, I'm not going to like that because I don't like that name. And uh, the biggest problem we had was we've got a really good ESB, you know, you know extra you special bitter. Very, I love oh, this ESB. great. Yes. You don't see many of them. And uh, we're proud of that beer. We put that on. We couldn't sell that to save our lives. It just sat there because we put up on the board the style, you know, uh, you know English bitter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. And they just went right past it. So I'm letting you know that's what I'm ordering next. By uh, the way. No, so 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 we rebranded to an English pub ale. It's selling just fine now. <laughs> you just, it's, it's marketing. I mean, you just have to really understand English how people are going to perceive. Ale. They see the word bitter and they're like, oh, it's going to be really really bitter. Well, no, it's just a term. Yes. And uh, in that case, and uh, so yeah, once we get them past there, I'll, I'll slide them a beer. So you try this, like oh, that's really good. I'll take that. What is it? It's like it's an extra special bitter. It's like oh, I would have never ordered that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but, but that, that's part of that's part of the game. You yeah. know, yeah, we, we've learned, you know, name this this way, don't name it that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, just an exercise in marketing. So, for anybody that's like, you know what, I've, I've loved doing this homebrew and I want to take it to the next level, and thinking about opening up their own place, what are some of the things that you're like, if even thinking about it, what are some of the things you would recommend to start? What are the pathways you would recommend starting with? Oh, boy, yeah, we could do a whole couple hours on that. Um, definitely talk with people that have been through it, you know, and, and I'll put, I'll throw this out to the whole world. If you're thinking about doing this and you want to come spend an hour or two with us and sit here and have a beer and chat about what we went through, we'll throw it all out on the table. We've got no problem with that. We're going to tell you everything that we did wrong. So when you go out there, you make some new mistakes. Don't make ours. You know, there's no point to that. Um, probably the biggest thing I would say is... Start as small as you can and grow over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started big, and you know this, that was this is quite, this is, yeah, it's yeah. a monster, and uh, and so that has made it very difficult to you because you have to build your business over years, not days, yeah. and you got to stay open over those times mm-hmm. to fill that big place up. Um, so definitely be careful about that. Um, I think it's a great idea to always have some sort of food option with a brewery. One, it's safer. Two, people stay longer. Um, and, and even if it's just a, a, an occasional food truck or something, that's fine. It doesn't have to be a big fancy kitchen or anything. But just go in and have some sort of an option for that. You know, get, get your brand in order. Um, you know, we, ours was in decent shape coming in, but it's, it's varied a lot now. And it's in a much better place than it used to be. Uh, but brand is everything. You know, you have to have some sort of line of consistency in there. You know, whatever it is. Whether it's a look, a feel, a, a phrase, whatever. You know, but uh, but definitely focus on that and keep it going. But yeah, and and, and you're going to find out customers come in. It's like, okay, I like this, I like this, I don't like that. And and we have changed our food menu dramatically from from day one. Um, it's in a nice place now. The beers that we're making, we dropped a few off already that we won't do again. You know, for various reasons. And there's other ones like you know, we we never thought this place would be big on uh, Belgian beers. We're selling them like crazy. I mean, we have had huge success with Belgian beers. We've also had great success with our Germans and our English and Scottish styles. Really? That is so good to hear because yeah. those are styles that don't get a lot of press. Yeah, we're doing a lot of European. And uh, you know, obviously, our brewmaster Kirk is from West Coast, Southern California. And uh, yeah, we've got some good IPAs. I mean, you know, he, 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 but they're West Coast IPAs. They're not, you know, Third Coast or East Coast. Um, they're just going to be a little bit later in the additions. Like, yeah, just yesterday, we, we brewed our favorite beer of the year, so this is the second time we're making it. We're going to publish it out in the next couple of days that it's coming back, because mm-hmm. we've had people asking all year for it. And it was a beer that we call Comet Sutra, and so it's, yes. our, it's our wet hop or fresh hop IPA. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can only do it once a year when the hops are harvested. Like, say, we just had 80 pounds delivered overnight a couple of days ago, brewed it Ooh. yesterday. That brewery smelled so good. Oh, oh sure. my God. And, uh, yeah, we, we're just like, everybody's grinning ear to ear. It's like, when's the Comet Sutra coming back? Because if you haven't had a Fresh Top um, IPA before, awesome. they're just so unique and pleasant and yeah. delicate. And, uh, and so ours will be ready in about well, three to four weeks. So if you're looking to try one, yeah, come on by. It's, uh, it's, it's just such a fun beer to make. You know? and, and we also do a collaboration with Intrinsic every year on that. Uh, so we're doing a one with Idaho Seven hops over at their place, and then we're doing Comet over here. So we'll actually have two fresh hop beers on. Very which cool. this part of the country, 
that's pretty rare. You know, I was just um, earlier this week talking to uh, Jonathan from Hop of the Month. I don't know if you know about what he does. Or, mm-hmm. um, so he's starting a kind of like a uh, once a month he gets in a fun ship with the hops from all around the country and then goes, hey, this is what I'm offering. And we can decide the delivery service. Um, it, it really is just a... A, a fun t- way to try new hops out. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. It's just out at the hop farm before they were doing harvest. And he was like, oh, I came three days too early because <laughs> they had all the machines ready to go to like harvest the vines and pick the flowers. And I was like, oh, that is a new life goal yeah. to do a hop harvest. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, we, uh, Jonathan and I were out at Crosby it's about, about three years ago, three or four, uh-huh. and uh, we were there for the harvest. Walking oh, down the, so the, the big cool. rows, there's a picture of both of us walking down. I mean, they're 20, 25 feet tall. Yeah. And uh, then we, we went in where they were actually bringing in the fresh hops and throwing them into the oast, uh, oast rooms to, to dry them out. And oh, we saw some pelletizing going on. That was an incredible experience. That's, oh, my gosh. And that's one of the things we talked about was I think so many uh, beer drinkers are removed from the, process, the hop process. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of wine drinkers... Because wine, uh, you can, a lot of the experience of wine is wanting to go to the vineyard. And you see the pretty vineyards, you mm-hmm. see, you, yeah. can, you can get a tour of a vineyard and the vineyard operations pretty easy. But there's not a lot of uh, opportunity to go to a hot farm mm-hmm. and experience all of that. Right. Yeah, actually, that, that just gave me a great idea. It'd be really cool to open up like a little, like microbrewery. On the hop farm. At a hop farm. <laughs> hmm. All right, nobody steal it. I'm, I'm taking that one. <laughs> I, I know a ho- couple hop yards I'd like to do it at. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's a, that is a life goal to be able to get yeah. to the hop farm. Oh, yeah. Just experience yeah. that. Well, and, and one of the things we ran into, uh, actually, friend Joe here, he, uh, we were out in Portland, Oregon mm. a couple years ago, this time of year, mm-hmm. and so they're doing all the hop harvest. Mm-hmm. Of course, every brewery in Oregon makes a whole bunch of fresh hop beers because yeah. it's right there. It's a lot cheaper. Doing it over here is really expensive. And uh, and so we actually got invited to the Fresh Hop Festival in Portland which, uh, through our, our friends over at uh, Portland Kettleworks and built our brewery. It's like, hey, we're taking you guys over there. They had 55 of them on. I was like, oh my. Yeah, and we tried to try all of them. And, uh, and there was a spectrum, good and bad. But, oh my God, it was so much fun. That would be, Yeah, it's something you can't experience anywhere else. No. Yeah. No, that just, oh, that just sounds so much fun. Man, oh. okay. Um, uh, so I, I want to make sure that I just hit this up just ever so lightly, but you guys have a lot of events that happen here, one of which are the Bachelor Watch parties. And I would be remiss for not mentioning this because part of the reason why my wife loves this place is she is a huge Bachelor fan, Bachelorette fan. And one of the people involved with their brewery is Chris. I'm, I don't know him at all, his name at all. I'm sure you can remember his name. <laughs> yeah, Chris, so uh, yeah, Chris Harrison, Harrison is, is, is a pretty this cool is how guy. how much I don't do The Bachelor. Yeah. But you guys have a, a partnership with Chris. Mm-hmm. And you guys do a lot of events. And I, I know Bachelor Watch parties. Right. You are at all into The Bachelor with Bachelorette. This is a place to be toilets. Yeah, I mean, it's not something you typically see at a brewery. You no. Know, and, and, you know, we get a little hard time once in a while about that, but hey, uh, we're converting a lot of people that weren't craft beer drinkers into craft beer drinkers now. Hey, I you know, am we're all expanding about that. the demographic. Yes. And uh, I mean, it's it, it's actually kind of entertaining to watch the whole thing happen. Oh, it's a train wreck. I mean, it's. I it's, love it. And, and they'll the even admit it. I mean, it's just, it's hilarious. Yes. And, uh, and so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll, the place will be full. We had uh, just about a week ago on Tuesday was the grand finale of The Bachelor in Paradise. So we're kind of done for the year now <laughs> after the three seasons. And, uh, and so, so Chris helped us load the place up. We had about 130 people in here watching, and it was just hilarious. And, uh, and everybody just had a great time. Uh, a lot of people stayed afterwards and had some more beers with us. And uh, but I mean it's you know it's, it's just entertainment and uh, I mean it's it's been a great event you know access for us to other things because mm-hmm. yeah, people have come in I was like oh wow this is like a cool restaurant too and, oh hey you got a bar and you got all this and they come back outside yeah. of that you know it's really trying to draw people in so they can see what we have mm-hmm. and they tend to come back you That's know great. so so it, it's a great job but Chris is like one of the I mean if I was going to pick a Hollywood celebrity to deal with 
because I wouldn't typically want to, because mm-hmm. uh, there's always going to be that edge on it. And uh, he is the most laid-back, easygoing, That's awesome. great guy. That's really good to hear. He, he's a great businessman. He understands things. He's from the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's how we know him. And uh, and and he is just his family is fantastic. We love having him here. And, and I've never seen a celebrity so engaged with the fans here. He will go by and actually talk and introduce himself to every person in the building. Do photos with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just part of his job. He he just gives into it. That's and awesome. uh, everybody's like, oh my god, he's so cool. He's so approachable. So yeah, he's been wonderful for us. The other, but there's two sides to him. Uh, that's that's what he's known for. But he's deeply into the uh, sports scenes here in Dallas. Yes. I mean, yeah, he started out as a sportscaster, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he is good friends with a lot of the Cowboys and other other pros here in the area. Yeah, you know, he sent you know, Blake Jarwin was over here at one point you know, earlier in the year, you know, with a bunch of other uh, prospects and stuff. Great having him over. Mm-hmm. Those boys can eat. And uh, I've never seen so much food disappear in my life. And they weren't even phased. And uh, but super good people. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we really want to start partnering up in some of that now too. And uh, yeah, because you know, because we're doing a lot of sports watching here now. We went from Bachelor, we're doing college and pro football now for the rest of the year. And uh, so you know, there were some games on. Yeah, we put them on. I mean, there'll, there'll be some on here shortly. You guys definitely do have more than a few TVs. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't intend to build a sports bar, but we accidentally did. So you, you've got enough that you can watch a game, but also um, it's it's not like they're the focus. Right. Yeah. Like. It's not one of those places where you walk in where there's 80 screens and things are blaring. You get sensory overload and God right. knows what happens. So yeah, this is much more laid back. But you want to come watch a game? Yeah, we got it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I really and and we've like adjusted it. our menu too for the season, so there's some very good approachable football food on there. You know, it's maybe nicely done, mm-hmm. but it's really good football food. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, that is one thing that's really fun. You guys really do have a lot of different events going mm-hmm. on. I've seen live music here. Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, art. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, there's one coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, we had to push it out initially. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's basically an art class and drinking at the same time. Amen. So I bet that produces interesting art. So, uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, we, we've done a lot of live music. We typically do it on Friday nights now. Okay. Actually, next Friday we got Little Giants coming back. This will be their third time. Oh, cool. If you want to see a fun band, that's who I you want see to see. Guys These guys are awesome. On Facebook. Yeah, and no, they're fantastic. And, uh, and we had uh, two bands here for our uh, first anniversary party a few weeks ago. Cool. And um, yeah, one of the guys, just a soloist, uh, Talvi, and uh, first time in. That guy was crazy good. He actually had everybody in here singing songs with him, and we had like th- you know, 200 people here at a time, and uh, and he had every. It, it, we went from an anniversary party to a beer fest, and Man, uh, that is so fun. It, it, everybody says it's like this is like we're in a German beer hall. This is cool. That is so yeah, much fun. Yeah, 27 beers on tap. And, uh, and then the kitchen was making the small bites that you could buy, and it just all fit together. Music was perfect. I mean, everybody was just having a ball that day. We were so happy with it. Man, that is so cool. So something, and, and I don't normally try to promote stuff that I'm doing beyond the podcast. Mm-hmm. The podcast. Um, but I'm looking forward to, uh, have you ever heard of a thing called Bible and Hymns? Or, or uh, not Bible and Hymns, Beer um, and Hymns? It sounds familiar. So it's a it's a loose association. It's a it's, it is a formal group. But they kind of give you the formula, and they say, "Hey, look, um, if you want it, one thing that's that I uh, that's just kind of fun to do is sing old hymns that you may know. Ah, okay. And at a place that serves boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and. For some reason, I don't know why, but old hymns and beer go together very well. Right. So, so that might be something to look at. Yeah, let's talk afterwards. Okay. But we do have something coming up in February. Uh, so this is the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. So it's called a pub choir. And, pub choir. Yeah. So this all started out in Australia, and you just go onto YouTube okay. and look up, you know, gotcha. pub choir. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. They'll get like a mob of people together, and then they've got people that are playing the, some of the music. They've got the words written out and they pass them out to everybody yes. and everybody sings famous songs together mm. and, it's, and it's all just acoustic and uh, and I was like I want to do that so bad and it turns out there is a place in Austin this, I don't know if they're a branch of them or just doing some leveraging off of what they did down there but they're starting it here in Texas oh, and cool. so they're going to do four of them we're number three really and uh, so we got signed on so there's okay. going to be four breweries in the area here 
I know who at least two of the other ones are. And uh, and then we're going to have a night where we do that. And okay. I just can't wait. That's going to so, be a blast. The reason why I mention that is that I'm actually going to be uh, leading a Carol of the Beers mm-hmm. later on in uh, December. I'll, oh, I'll be making mention of that later on. Over at New Mate. Okay. And it literally is going to be me and a couple guys that are leading it up. And I'll be in front of everybody leading Christmas songs. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what's great about breweries. You can do stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So you said it's going to be at New Mate? At New yeah. on December 14th, cool. they've got a, um, a night market, I think, going on. Yeah. And nice. I'll go on around 6.30 to 8.30 because I right. have kids. Yeah. You know, those people are awesome. We, we've, they've been in here. We've been talking. been there yet. Yeah. They're super good people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that'll be a blast. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to do that because I'm, you know, I got into beer by playing guitar at a winery group. I mean, at a, at like a wine house with mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, see, and that was one of the original ideas that we never really took to fruition but maybe it'll happen over time is to to get that kind of neighborhood bar mm-hmm. feel in here like like cheers yeah i mean you, you'll notice we like our esb is named everybody knows that's directly because of that yeah and uh so so we've got a lot of regulars that are coming in now they come out and hang out with us they join the mug club so they always get that little special pour in that special mug and, and they, they sit there and they're just like showing it off. I mean, it's awesome. It's, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a cool thing. And uh, but we want people to just you know just hang out here, just chat, making new friends. And uh, and then uh, you know at some point I would even like to to mix in like into our sound mix on the on the audio here, where there's just like maybe a classic old English pub song. You know, maybe late in the night, and all of a sudden people just start singing to it for a while. I mean, that'd just be a blast. That would be a blast. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of coming over to the close. Um, this has been so much fun, Chuck. Thank you so very much for doing this. Um, I'd love to give the last bit of the podcast to whomever's on the podcast. I know we've talked about a lot of things that you're doing, but, um, you know, I would love for you to tell everybody uh, you know, anything at Steam Theory that you're excited for. Um, anything else that you have coming on, especially in the future, because this probably won't be coming on next week. Mm-hmm. Um, season two is still kind of in development, but um, it's been such a blast to talk to you. Uh, just kind of want to give the rest of the time to you. Anything you want to promote, talk about? I mean, I know you have this, you know, the brewery restaurant, but yeah. anything else yeah. you'd like to, 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 to promote out, please? Right. Okay. Well, thank, thank you so much for all the good words, uh, Alan. This is really, really awesome. And, uh, and we love doing stuff like this. Um, it's, it's really more, I mean, yeah, we're trying to promote ourselves. Everybody does because you got to stay in business. Yeah, yeah. But we're really trying to help and, and promote the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's all just get along. It's a very collaborative industry. Yeah. Um, we all work together. Somebody runs out of hops or something in the middle of their brewery, post out, it's like, oh, we'll be right over. We'll dump some off for you. It's oh, great. That's so cool. You know, yeah, we, we've helped others. Others have helped us already. Um, you know, it's industry I used to be in was very competitive. This is very collaborative. Yeah, and that's just a great feel. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, we're looking... We're starting to line up a whole bunch more of um, different collaborations uh, that are in the works right now. I can't really say anything about anything other than the intrinsic one right now, mm-hmm. but because uh, I don't want to blindside any of those guys that we're talking to. I it's like, that. oh, I guess we're doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some some fairly big names in the area. Uh, while we're out at GABF, we're gonna our first trip since we opened. Been like two years since I've had a vacation, so I'm so looking forward to this. So we're heading up to Denver for GABF. We'll be up there about five days. That's and awesome. uh, if we win, that's just a bonus. We're really there just to hang out, relax, see where yeah. the industry's going, um, get some new fresh ideas. And then the other thing that we're going to do while we're there is Kirk has got a ton of very old connections and friends in California. Mm-hmm. And we're going to meet up with some of them while we're there. And see if maybe we can work out some out-of-state collaborations, that would be which would just be so much fun. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so far all of ours are localized here. Uh, we're starting to talk to others around Texas. Um, the other cool thing, you know, we talk with our brewery manufacturer all the time because they've done installations at some pretty fun breweries around the country. And they've got this big plaque, a wall of plaques of, of all the logos, everybody that they've done work for. Oh, and, awesome. uh, and I was just staring at it one day when we were out there and it's like, see anything that looks interesting? It's like, yeah, that one right there. And he's like, oh, those guys were a blast. And he said, yeah, I want to do a collaboration with them. So, you know, both of us, can you hook us up? And he's like, I never thought about that. You know, it's like, you've got this huge network of breweries up there on the wall that you're the common point for. Leverage that and get everybody working together. And uh, so they're actually starting to look at it. And uh, But basically, 
there, there's a brewery outside of Chicago that I'm desperately wanting to do something with. So we're going to approach <laughs> them probably in about six months. Okay. And uh, but oh, they're just a fun bunch. Their beers are fantastic. Um, it's not Three Floyds. So anybody's trying to guess that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's the other direction. It's 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 a little west. And uh, but it would just be so much fun to do one like that. Um, our dream, if it ever happens. And, and hey, if anybody from Rodenbach uh, is listening to this, oh, Rodenbach, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jonathan and I uh, ran into the uh, brewmaster of Rodenbach a few years ago. Wow. Had drinks with them and had a lot of fun. Nicest guy in the world. I mean, we got a picture of him up on our wall over here by the front door, and uh, with them. And uh, I said, you know, we're going to open up a brew pub in, in Dallas here in a couple of years. Any chance of doing a collaboration with you guys? And he just looked at us like he's crazy. And uh, and then kind of he thought about it for a minute. He's like. Stranger things have happened, and then he walked off. And I was like, "Okay, I take that as a strong maybe." <laughs> strong maybe. Oh I will yeah, take yeah. Maybe I mean, point. yeah, we're we're gonna really hunt out a lot of really fun ones like That's that. That's really cool. And uh, got tons of ideas. Um, I saw the one with uh, Rabbit Hole, and I'm so sad. Oh, that, I know. Oh, oh if, yeah. If you're, li- if you're listening to this, yeah, uh, we were shocked. Two weeks ago, Rabbit Hole Brewing up in Justin, yeah. Texas, and they were one of the first breweries I actually visited, and they had some uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, beers. yeah. Matt, so Matt Morris is such a great guy. Oh, I wish him well. And yeah, uh, yeah we were shocked when we saw that. It was like yeah. this is. Okay, let me just per- yep. let me just clarify this. Uh, no one died. The brewery is just not yeah. going to be anymore. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it's just, just a business decision. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was really unfortunate. It, it happens. But, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a tough business. You think, you know, if you open a brewery, you're going to be successful. No. Don't ever think that. Yeah. You, you're going to get yourself in trouble. You have to work hard every single day. Get every single person in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just margins all the way. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we wish them the best, and anything we can do for those guys, we're more than happy to. They've been great to work. You know, Matt and I have known each other for years, working through the uh, Blue Bonnet competition together, uh, and uh, yeah. super great guy. And uh, I'm so, hoping to make it out there this year. I haven't been able to yeah. the last two years. Oh, so. it's a blast. Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's, I went there with the, um, uh, the Blue Bus guys mm-hmm. way back and uh, it's been on my radar, and I think this year I'm, I'm going to be able to make it. Good, good. Now, it's, it's, it's a unique experience from a homebrew perspective. Mm-hmm. I uh, believe it's still, make sure I'm right here, uh, it's the world's largest single-site homebrew competition. It, it's at least in the U.S. At least and, in the U.S. Yeah, and uh, it is just a blast. I mean, everybody's having a great time. You're like 1,500 entries in. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's hilarious. But I was involved with it for several years. I'm not anymore, but just love those guys to death. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but, yeah, but beyond that, I mean, yeah, it's uh, every day is a new day. Um, you know, we're not setting our ways about anything. Mm. You're going to see this place. The longer it lives, the more it's going to evolve. Yeah. You know, we're just, you know, we listen to our customers, and it's like, I never thought about that. Or it's like, oh, we really don't want to do this. But everybody keeps asking, okay, we better do that. You know, it's not what we want to drink. It's what they want to drink, you know, because we can't sell it to ourselves. At least we won't get very profitable if we do. And, uh, but, yeah, it's really about, you know, we listen to every customer that comes in. You know, please give us feedback. You know, give us some ideas. What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where a lot of the events come up, too. Like, we do tons of trivia here. Uh, that has been a, a lot of events. That's really it. fun. Yeah, we have free trivia every Wednesday. And then occasionally on Sundays, there's the paid theme trivia, and we got three of them this month. I think uh, tomorrow we got Gilmore Girls, so <laughs> which I didn't even know what that was until recently. I'll admit it. <laughs> which is and, like my wife's favorite. Oh, I know. She, I didn't realize what a big deal it was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so so that'll be a bunch of people. Uh, actually, the company we use is Sporkle. Uh, they're nationwide, and uh, we've actually got selected as one, their Texas test site now. And uh, which is really cool. So on October 15th, they're going to experiment on us. So it's going to be a theme night, but it's going to be during the middle of the week instead of a Sunday. And it's going to be free rather than paid because they want to try out a new format with a new theme. And you I was like, cool. Really cool. Yep. So, so yeah. Shoot they, me that link. I'll, uh, I'll make sure I see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super cool. So we got that going on. The watching parties. We're already getting a lot of big bookings for Texas OE weekend for that game. Um, uh, that's football, I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. So I know nothing about football. Like, ah. I, if I can, like, I, I say this podcast is I know nothing about beer, mm-hmm. but I've been into beer for like 12 years. 
Uh, I know nothing about college football. Yep. I would really be at a bottom zero of I know nothing about college football. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's amazing. There's a lot of it around here. So, yeah, yeah we're trying to work get a couple of alumni associations anchored here. Because you know, we've got a good good sized space where we can really put a bunch of people in. So, yeah. and, and that's the other thing too. We we've had a lot of really fun parties here for people. You know, we can tune them to whatever they want. So it's a it, it is a venue as well. But uh, one of the other things that we're starting right now, we just did our first one and it was really successful, is uh, doing beer education programs. So nice. this comes from all that stuff in the past. And uh, so we decided, you know, I get a couple of free uh, doping kits for, for teaching people about flavors and off flavors and beers. Yeah. And so we, I had a kit come in and I was like, shoot, let's get 12 people over here. So we just put Eventbrite oh. tickets out, sold out almost immediately. I was like, well, this is cool. We got something here. I've been wanting and, and, to do and these off people, flavor yeah, and these people so had never bad. done it before. They never heard it. It's like, okay, what are we doing? How do we do this? And we'd explain it to them. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, that was one of the funnest things we've ever done. Mm. Well, I've got another kid in now, one that I've never even tried. Mm. And uh, instead of off flavors, this is flavor notes that you get out of barrel aging a beer. And uh, oh, so, so we're going to, that, that so, 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 cool. so what we're going to do is uh, I want to use that one. And uh, so we've got North Texas Beer Week coming up. Yes, we do. So uh, last year we did one event in it. This year, so it's 10 days. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to do an event every single day, all 10 days. Wow. And two of them are going to be big ones and then a bunch of little fun ones. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to be the, uh, the uh, Barrel Age Flavor Kit uh, class. So uh, but we're going to do a bunch of Randall beers, other other beer debuts. And then we got two really big events. Let me know what you guys are doing. I would love to help. Yeah, oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to do 10 days of beer insanity that's so awesome. yeah it'll be fun that's awesome well chuck thank you so very much man i really appreciate you coming on the podcast yeah, this thank has you it's been a such a fun time uh your place uh, again it's so much fun people come out to steam theory they make such a well-crafted beer which is so good to be able to say mm-hmm. um because i know that a lot of breweries out there make very good beer but also just a beer that's just well-crafted. Can you yeah. just tell from Thank the you. first couple of yeah. steps? I'll make sure Kirk hears that. Okay. Yep, he is the master. He is the master. I love yeah. what he's making. Um, this place is awesome. You guys are doing such good stuff. I wish you nothing but the best. You've been such a good friend of me. Ah. You're just coming into Texas, and I, I still am so happy to have you on the podcast. No, no, no. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate this. All right. Chuck, thank you so much. Cheers. All right. Man. Cheers.